Uh, as you've heard, my name is Emily, but I thought this morning you can actually call me Jacob because recently the Lord has given me a little bit of a limp, um, which is a bit ironic because I thought as I'm uh, preparing to preach around our physical health, trust me to be the one who takes on a ninja warrior warped wall and come off second best. Uh, so I think I'm actually doing all right. I'm not going to jump off a stage just yet, uh, but... I actually think it's helped me really start to refine my thoughts around what God wants to do when he comes to transforming our physical health. Um, So I've had a bit of a fun journey, but I've also had some other physical health stuff going on. And so when it comes to setting our goals, um, my goal is not really around my ankle getting fixed. That's fine. Healing will do its course. I'll do the physio, do the stuff that needs to get done. She'll be right. Um, But my physical goal actually for me over the last kind of three or four months, it has been brought to my attention that my blood pressure is just a little bit like up here compared to where it should be. And I've just been kind of chuffing along without really feeling anything um, or knowing anything. It was kind of just really incidental that it was picked up, but it was picked up. Music team got to sit through a music practice where I had this like gadget attached to me and literally every 20 minutes it beeped and like strangled my arm. So I'm trying to run a music practice while being continually distracted, which is actually not too different from normal. Um, But my blood pressure is cruising up here, um, which is all right. Like I'm standing here, it's fine. But If that continues for the rest of my life, it's probably not going to be great for me. My body's actually under more stress than it was built to carry. Um, My body was designed to work a certain way, and that is not how it was designed to work. So my physical health goal, we've been looking at goals um, throughout this whole series, and in each area, I'd actually really love to just keep bringing us back to the fact that those goals are a great thing to set. Um, Pastor Bruce kind of kicked us off. And I love that he put in there that like our goals are not just something we can do in our own strength, but they're actually something that we're going to need the power of God for. And so my physical health goal um, has a bit of me and a bit of God in it because I actually believe there's some actions that I need to take for my own physical health. So it's to create and maintain some regular disciplines which will help my body to work at its best level or how it was designed to work. So for me, some practical things are like drinking water. If you know me, you know. Hydrate, feel great is my phrase, but not my behaviour just yet. Um, Physical exercise and rest being a really big component of that in order to have my blood pressure under control by my six-month review. So I've actually got a checkpoint for that. So I was like, that's my measurable. That's actually something. But do you know, I could do all of these things. There's a big component where I actually have to trust that God is actually going to be able to change that. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe that God can heal in an instant, Um, and I love, it's literally the Bible plan for today, but I wrote this down earlier in the week, but I believe God can heal in an instant, but I also believe that he's called me to live a life that's learning to depend and trust on him. So Jacob walked with a limp because it served him as a reminder of who he served and the God that he was looking to for his provision and his dependence. So... We could easily have an altar call and just God could fix all of our physical impairments and I completely believe that. But I actually think for me, if it was a moment of, like I literally thought blood pressure's high, get my 24-hour blood pressure, I'll pray for a bit, I'll get my blood pressure thing back, she'll be right, God can heal me. Wasn't the case. And I actually think he's doing much more of a transformation in me because it's not being fixed immediately. I don't want him to fix me so I can just go unchanged in my behaviours. I actually want him to transform me so that I can continue to run the race well with endurance. 
So if I was just fixed, I'd be like, sweet, don't worry about what water you're drinking, don't worry about what exercise you're doing, don't worry about what you put into your body. But I've actually got this six-month window where he's challenging me to think about these things and to actually make some change in my life. Uh, and Rick Warren actually says that in developing physical health, we're actually growing our spiritual discipline. And I don't think you should be surprised when each week over the next six weeks you actually hear repetitions of things. Like Shane shared a great message on our mental well-being, and some of that included getting rid of the garbage and... Um, sort of simplifying things and, and looking at our mind. And I think you'll find that there's a pattern, because they're the patterns of God, that are actually designed to help us develop spiritual disciplines. So I guess that's my, my first thought is, you know, we can be so quick in wanting the quick fix, and that's the society that we live in. But actually, is what God is doing in your world? Because I bet we've all got something happening in our physical life. I don't think anyone's probably going to be like, I have perfect physical health with nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. We've all got something. But do you want God to fix you, or do you actually want to use that as an opportunity for him to transform you um, so you can keep running the race with endurance? So one of the big things over the last couple of weeks um, for me is that, uh, and like you can go to the doctor, right? And I think we know how we can work out what we need to do for our health. Like that's easy. I'd say you can look up it on the internet, but that's a bit confusing. So don't, don't do it. But, but like I don't need the Bible necessarily tell me that drinking water is good for me or that keeping physically fit and healthy. So there's these practical things we can do for our health. Um, and I don't want to necessarily unpack all of them because I think we kind of we know them in a way. Um, for me, one of the biggest transformations has actually been in what motivates me to change my physical health. And that's something that Rick unpacks. And I would so suggest, I've brought this up here just to remind you that this is part of a series and there is so much gold that comes with it. There are videos, there's the journal, there's our connect. Like I cannot physically unpack every thought I have about physical health and all of that in this time. So wrap your little brain around that, engage with it in the week. I've even put a um, calendar reminder on Tuesday nights because I know I'm home on Tuesday nights usually to watch the video as like a little prompt to just keep it in my spirit. So engage with this and get lots out of it. But for me, one of the points Rick made, I was just like, whoa, because I think God wants to transform the way I think about my physical body in order that he can actually make a difference in it. So my motivation, two of the points that really stood out to me is, and that I have been acutely reminded of, is that my body is a gift from God and it's actually the only one I'm going to get. Like, this is, this is it. <laughs> if my ankle was done, my ankle is done. Like, if my blood pressure is off the, that's my blood. Like, that's all I've got. And I was, I was thinking about it through other possessions we have. So if you look at our body, like, it's complex, is it not? Even if you haven't studied it, I think we can tell it's complex. We've got 11 different functioning systems in our body that kind of all work. We've got like our, our neurological system, we've got our respiratory system, we've got our gastrointestinal system, our skin is its whole like fancy system. We've got 11 different systems in our body that work to help each other but also work separate from each other. We have a heart that beats like 100,000 times a day just on its own. Mine's probably beating a little bit faster at times at the moment. We've got 60,000, it's in miles, but you know, 60,000 miles of blood vessels, which is enough if I was to pull all mine out, which I wouldn't recommend, but if I was and lined them up, it would lap the globe three times. And that is just here in this space. 
that's me. There's over 600 muscles in my body. I've got 2,000 taste buds at least, if not more. And the thing I love, every, 20, every second we have 25 million cells that just renew themselves. So in 15 seconds we renew more cells than there are people in the United States of America. In 15 seconds. So literally in the time I've taken to tell you that, I've had 25 million new cells. And if that's not an opportunity to transform and to realise that this thing is still moving and growing, I don't know what is. So I've got this gift that is highly fancily made, um, fearfully and wonderfully made is what the scriptures would say. And I take my car to get serviced every six months. But what am I actually doing about my body? And how am I caring for that? It's like, I wouldn't just go to the petrol station and put gas in my car because it's cheaper. My, my car is designed to have petrol. I wouldn't just, I mean, I don't keep it clean. You guys all know that. There's no point lying. But like, there's things that I wouldn't do with my car because it's a, a well-built machine that needs attention. And yet this thing that I'm carrying around with me for my whole life, like I can buy a new car, worst case scenario, borrow one from someone. But this thing is built like a machine, fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's actually our job to take care of it. In 1 Corinthians 6, um, it says, do you not realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honour God with your body. And I think we can quickly go to like spiritual disciplines and my mind and my thoughts and all of that, but forget that actually our body is just as important. Like our body is the thing that we outwork our faith in, the thing that takes me to work and back every day, the thing that has me standing up here right now. If I was just my thoughts, I'd be a like brain in, I imagine those brains in those like cylinder tubes that's just hanging out there. I'd be no good to anyone. So our body is such an important part of how we work out our, our faith. Um, so we must honour God with our body. The other, I guess, take on that, which slapped me a little bit, to be honest, because I lead the worship team, so I'm often thinking about worship and what worship looks like, but it was in Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Not your minds or your thoughts or the things that you do, but your bodies. So our physical bodies to God because of all he has done with you, for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And so for me, those two thoughts around this is it, this is what I got, this is what I've been given... It's actually fearfully and wonderfully made. It's an incredible machine. I work with people whose bodies are not working the way they should. Our bodies are worth looking after because it's been given to us. And God's actually bought us. He died for us on the cross to pay for our body as it was and as we are today. And so it's actually my responsibility to be able to honour him with my body. So if I'm treating it like trash, if I'm putting the wrong stuff in my body, if I'm just neglecting and abusing, I am not looking after my body in the way that it was designed, the way it was created, and that's actually a form of worship. So I can be up here telling you that I worship God and I look to him for my trust. I do all this other stuff, but I'm like not putting water in my body. <laughs> like simple things like that for me I like, have been a little bit of a wake-up call um, because I think they're the things that are going to keep us running the race for the long term. going to keep us actually – like when I hurt my ankle – 
I couldn't do what I was meant to be doing. I like even jumped off because the sound stage got desk got fixed and I had to not use the step and I got myself up there and I was like, I've got to get down. And my mind just went, I can do this. And so I did because my mind was all right, but my body was like, whoa, that's no good. And it just slowed me down. So our physical bodies are so important. They're given to us by God and looking after them is actually a way to worship and honour him, which is much better than doing it because I want to like look good or feel good or whatever. For me, that's motivation. That's motivating for me is that I want to do it because I want to give glory to God because he's actually bought me at a price and called me out to, to live for him. So I can't just do that up here. i got to do this all here. So I think God's transformed me and is transforming me in the way that I think about my body in order to transform me, in order to make me change and to grow and to, to think um, differently. Rick goes on to sort of say that having physical habits is actually a spiritual discipline. So... We can't disconnect all of these things and we can't separate them from each other. And so, like I said, there's things practically we can be doing and I would so encourage you. Like, I, I don't think Pastor Bruce would even remember this or realise it, but it was at a key leaders meeting and he just said something about booking a six-month health check just because that's what you do. And that just stuck with me. And so I went and just booked a regular checkup. And that's how this sort of all started. So there's stuff that we should just be doing practically. But for me, I think one of the biggest things um, that God calls us to think about, um, and, and to be honest, one of the biggest things that is impacting our health um, is, is stress and pressures. And regardless of whether you have a sickness in your body, whether it's something that's short-term, whether it's something that's chronic, um, that's all different, but actually the impact of stress is becoming increasingly um, evidenced as to the impact it's having on our physical wellness. And I love going back to Romans 12, that after it says this is truly the way to worship him, it goes on to say, so don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So the way we think and the way we feel are actually completely linked and can't be disconnected. Then you'll, know, then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So for me, it would be going, well, to look after my physical health. I actually need to acknowledge that I wasn't built. and This body was not designed just to copy the customs and behaviours of this world. And it wasn't designed to just follow the, like... I don't, know. I don't know about you, but I think one of the biggest customs and habits of this world at the moment is just this relentless busyness and this expectation that we're just meant to carry a whole bunch of stuff, that we're meant to just work hard, you know, like work hard, play hard, um, eat, sleep, work, repeat, stupid phrases that you might hear. Um, but I think that is so ingrained in our culture is that we're busy that we've got a hundred things that we're meant to do, that we've got to be here and we've got to be there. And all of those things have an effect on our physical body. So 100% legit, I do work in a hospital, so I can be somewhat like, you can give me a little credit for my medical knowledge, um, but there's also no doctors in here, so that's a little bit like relieving for me because they just know a little bit more. I did fact check a few things past Dr. Hannah, who's down at Parkside, um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, you're on, it's okay, that's, that's legit. But <laughs> whew, stress has 
a genuine impact on all of our 11 body systems that we were designed with. So there's not one of our systems that is immune from the impact of stress. So our, I'll list them, our nervous system. I don't know if you've like, sometimes when I get stressed, I get like a tingly hand and it actually has a physical impact. And that's my like nervous hand, which just reminds me that I just need a, our respiratory system because we start breathing quicker when we're stressed. And so we cardio, heart starts beating, our digestive system gets impacted. We might get like, we don't want to eat when we're feeling stressed or pressured or we like, I don't know, you've got to do a, like a nervous trip out there when you're starting to feel stressed. You're, yeah, IBS, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's actually evidence to have stress. It's not the only contributing factor, but a, a primary contributing factor. Um, our muscular system um, is impacted by stress. We hold ourselves, so we're like, oh, I'm so stressed. Our immune system, our, this is a fun word, a lesson of medical things this morning, integumentary integumentary, which is like our skin, the thing that covers us. So who, who knows they like break out in mad pimples or a wild rash when they're stressed and they've got pressure on them. Our renal system, our skeletal system, our bones actually develop with less strength when we're stressed um, and our endocrine. All of our body systems that we were designed with do not like the impact of stress. And yet what do we do? we continue to put ourselves in a position where we get stressed. And when I think about stress, uh, and my mum can attest to this, and I won't look at her, because she'll be like, Emily, you're so stressed. But I'm like, I don't feel stressed. And I think sometimes we think of stress as like incessant anxiety or um, like this, this feeling of overwhelm that's constantly there. But actually, I can be stressed about good things. Like, I had to plan a wedding this year, which was not in itself a negative thing or a bad thing or something that I should have removed from my life, but to acknowledge that it put a couple of layers on me and actually stressed. Lachlan's like, whew, he's stressing out down there. But, or like planning a holiday is not necessarily a bad thing. So I like to think of stress more in the sense of, um, if you're talking about like stress testing something, we're actually talking about how much can this thing take before it starts to break or before it starts to crack. And so as I was thinking through this, I was thinking there's a bit of a visual. If you can chuck me my stuff. Please. Thank you. Amazing. Yes, Lachlan. So... What are the things that give us stress? I think there's so many things that can give us stress. For me, <laughs> children, I didn't, uh, let's do a, like a family feud pop quiz. Like what's family feud? Name the like top, top five things that give you stress. Look, I don't have them of my own, but I have looked after like three children in one space and tried to wrangle them all to bed and it's very stressful. So kudos to you parents. <laughs> kudos, thanks for the practice. But I think we just pick things up that we're not necessarily meant to pick up and we put them on. So whether it's something at work, you just feel like you have to work. Um, I know for some people they get, you know, you get given an extra shift and you're stressed about your finances and so you feel like you have to pick up this extra shift and put it on. I don't normally wear this one because it's actually too small. It's a bit stressful. Oh my gosh, I'm just losing my ability to dress myself. 
So we put on a layer that's not necessarily... Oh my gosh. This is a last-minute addition. Should have left that one at home. Got to get rid of that one. Um, so, so we put on a layer that might just be an expectation around what we have to do in order to get finances. And it's not like terribly uncomfortable, but I feel it. But it's there. And so we're working and we're doing that. But then we feel like we have to work more. And that might not even be financial stress, but we put relational stress on us and, and we put expectations of other on us. So then we start, I know for me, I sometimes start working late, not because I earn any money for it. No, I don't. I just get lots of overtime. But I feel the stress of wanting to help people and wanting to try to fix all their problems and wanting to, you know, prove myself at work. And I got a senior position this year and I stepped up into that and let's be honest, that has added some stress into my world. I think last time I preached, I was talking about how I was going into it. This time, I'm moving out of it because I've actually recognised that although I want to have a career and I want to be known for what I do and I want to... It's like a sense of wanting to prove myself in my work. And I'm not there to prove myself because actually that's, again, not what God has called me to be. That's a, that's a pattern of the world. We have all these patterns of the world, like I need to be the best at my work. I need to be recognised. I need people to talk highly of me. So I need to do this, this and this. And so we just pick up another layer, another thing that we put on. Just daily life and busyness sometimes can be a stress. Gosh, picking what you wear can be a stress sometimes. I'm glad I wear a uniform, but it doesn't have to be complex stuff. Like, we live in an increasingly complex world. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, for some of us younger ones, if you want to contact a friend, my brain's literally going, do I talk to them on Messenger or Facebook or Instagram? What's their handle on Instagram? How do I find them here? Where is that? Are they going to, have they seen my message yet? Have they not seen my message yet? So we just keep filling our lives with all of this junk and all of this unnecessary stuff that we weren't meant to build. And then, look, go on from that. If they haven't seen my message... Or if they have, but they haven't responded, what have I done? So we start to build this like pattern of stress and pattern of worry. We work hard, we play hard, we don't take time for ourselves. We just keep putting on another layer. Another layer. Look, there have been layers this year that we have no control over. Like one of the biggest causes of stress is uncertainty and not knowing which let's be honest, there's a whole bunch of things without even having to name the five letter C word that gets named everywhere that just gets on our life. And we find ourselves, and I know for me, we find ourselves going through our week thinking, when's that going to come up next? What's it going to mean? What's going to change? At work, it's like a constant like, oh my gosh, hang on, how many visitors allowed? How many? So we have this complexity and we have this worry. And I love what Shane shared last week is actually 93, 87%. 97, ooh, big numbers, 97% of the things that we worry about and the things that we're concerned about are actually unfounded in what's going to work out. You just start checking. <laughs> so we can worry about what we wear, we can worry about what we do for work, we can worry about who we're interacting with, who we're not interacting with. We can put all of these things on ourselves and God hasn't actually designed our body to carry this much. Like, I'm starting to get a little restricted in doing what I'm meant to be doing up here. 
if it was summer, I would probably be sweating and I might have passed out already. We carry things that in and of themselves, like none of these layers are bad as such, but they're patterns of the world that we keep getting drawn into that we were not designed to carry. And they stress us out. And you get them all on at once and you start feeling a little bit restricted. Wish me luck. <laughs> but maybe this is. Maybe you've put all this stuff on in your life and this is the unexpected. This is the stuff on top that just takes you for a spin. I think I can get this on. I've been practicing this for years. I think that was Lachlan's jacket that broke. Sorry. It's already ripped. That's fine. But we put all this stuff on and we try to be everything to everyone. Good thing I don't talk with my hands. We try to be everything to everyone. We try to be everywhere. We try to do everything. We try to prove ourselves at work, prove ourselves. Sometimes it might be here. We try to prove ourselves by trying to do everything, be everything, please everyone. And these are all patterns of the world that actually get us all clogged up. We make 35,000 choices a day. I think I probably make 60,000 choices a day, but that's my own fault. Like, there's just a constant, constant barrage of busyness and craziness that just keeps us all blocked up. And that is not how we were designed to live. This is not comfortable at all. And, and if I was to go around like this, in time, this would have a physical impact on my body. And you know what? Something physically goes wrong with our body and that's just another layer we put on because we're then having to deal with a stupid limp that... <laughs> Gosh, I almost threw a coffee across the room once because I was so frustrated by it. But then I thought, I can't walk over to the coffee to clean it up afterwards, so... There is so much we put on that we don't have to put on. And I think we have to be really intentional to look for it because the patterns of the world are going to be really simple and sly. They're going to sound good. They're going to sound appealing. So how do we recognise it and how do we do it and what does life look like? And one of my favourite scriptures of all time is I in Matthew 11, 28, 29, and this is in the Passion Translation. It's, are you wary... Who knows when we're physically not doing well? We actually feel tired. We feel exhausted. We don't have energy. So are you weary and carrying a heavy burden? Have you loaded your life up with stuff that you don't need to hang on to? What's the solution? God says, come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply, I love it. Pastor Bruce's message of the year is simples. We are called to live a simple life. We are not called to live a life that is busting our guts to get everything we need because we actually have a God who gives us everything we need. So simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, I'm humble, I'm easy to please. What are you doing trying to prove yourself? God is easy to please. You will find your refreshment and your rest in me. And I might get the team up now. At least you can move quicker than me. But God actually calls us to come to him to get rid of our heavy weight, 
to get rid of our burdens. And if we go back to Romans 12, verse 1, it actually talks about how it's done through the transforming of our mind and changing the way we think about things. In Proverbs 3, it talks about, trust in me with all your ways and I'll make your path straight. And so actually, when I'm thinking about the stuff I'm carrying, if it's financial concern, it's actually, do you know what? My God has said, I will supply you all of your needs. So I will take this layer off. I didn't practice removing them. I will take this layer off. And I'm going to put that on the altar because I actually don't need to be busting my gut to earn finances to make a way because my God will supply all my needs. For me, that was a choice about five years ago to work a four-day working week instead of a five-day working week. One of my physio colleagues was like, Emily, that's 20% of your income you're giving up. I was like, Clara, I know, but there are things that are far more valuable than money. And actually, I have never gone without. I bought a house on my own about a month after I gave up a day of work a week. And I have had, everything's been covered. Like it has not been a stress. It has been something that God has blessed me in. So maybe you have to think about your finances and and where you're looking to for your finances. I love that we're doing our tithe again because it's actually a moment to shift the way we think about what we carry. Or maybe it is just that we are worried about what people think. I know that my God chose me before anyone else said what they thought about me. And so actually worrying about what people think is not the way God has called me to live. He has actually called me to focus on Him and to care about what He has to say about me. He says, I'm chosen. He says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So I don't have to carry about carry that. I don't have to carry issues with uncertainty because it says, look to me in all that you do and I'll make your path straight. Like I don't have to worry about where my path is going. So I can chuck that on the altar. And before you know it, by going to God, we actually have an opportunity to take the stuff off that we carry. And I think the times of rest, the times of slowing down, the times it talks about um, the Sabbath, like we were designed with a command to rest, to slow down and to take check and not to do it once and that's it, but to do it regularly, to just make sure you haven't picked up one of those layers again that you're not needing to carry. You can take this one off because I'm not worried about, I'm just not worried. I've got God. It's as simple as that. I'm following Him. This one can be burnt and put in the op shop pile. But maybe you have been carrying stuff that you actually aren't designed to carry. Maybe you have been carrying things that are concerns about your finances, concerns about what people think, concerns about what you're going to wear. It talks about it in Matthew 6. It says, why do you worry about these things? What you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to, like, how you're going to get food on the table because your God knows that you need these things. And so this morning, I want to invite you to close your eyes and to just think about it. It's a clear call from God to look after our physical health. It's a clear call. Are you weary and carrying a heavy burden? Are you layered up with things you shouldn't be layered up with? Come to me and I will refresh your life. I'm your oasis. Join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble and easy to please. You will find refreshment in me. Come to me 
not to the world and its patterns, but come to me. So you might recognise some things that you're wearing now and you might be going, actually, I've never come to God. I've actually never even thought about the way that I'm living and the pressure it's having on me and the issues that I'm getting because of it. I'm carrying all this stress and carrying all this extra weight and I have never come to God. It might be a first time for you. Or you might be like me, you've grown up in church and you just realise you've just accumulated some weight along the way. You've accumulated some layers. Um, But this morning I want you to invite you to respond to God, to come to Him to put Him as a priority and the first thing in your life. Seek first His kingdom and all these things will be added to you. So with every eye closed, if that is your first time and you wanna make a commitment and say, God, I've been carrying all this stuff and it's not good for me. I wanna transform in my mind. Would you raise your hand, do something physical, do something practical? Thank you, Lord. Or maybe you are just aware of things that you're carrying. Use this moment to just run through those layers. Run through the things that are giving you stress. And then the altar is going to be open after the service as an opportunity. And you don't need someone to necessarily pray for you, but the team will be around. It might just be a chance to take some layers off and leave them behind on the altar to just recalibrate and transform your mind to actually transform your physical health. So as we close, the team is going to take us back into worship. But I just want to pray for us first. Lord, I just pray right now that you are working in our hearts and our minds, that you are pointing out to us the things that we've been trying to carry that are actually not from you, but they're patterns of the world. Um, And I thank you that you're giving us practical things that we're going to be able to do to just take that layer off. I couldn't stand on that altar and just have those fall off. I actually had to do something about it. I had to actually make an effort and have a physical action. So God, I just pray right now that you're highlighting things to us in our world that need a change, that need to come off so that we can live in your blessing uh, rather than stressing all the time. We can live in your blessing, God. So I pray for every heart here. I pray for every body here that they would just be aware of your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your power that's here to transform us. Amen.